useful new tool is available to help you increase your fundraising from women donors. Hi, I'm Bill Stajakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Kathleen Lair. Kathleen is a nationally recognized fundraising consultant, the principal of Kathleen Lair and Associates. She's highly engaged in a wide range of philanthropic activities and advising, including the former chair of the Advisory Council of the Women's Philanthropy Institute, which is within the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, which also is the home of the Fundraising School. And Kathleen, thank you so much for being with us on the Fundraising School's podcast. It's a great pleasure. Thanks, Bill. Now, first thing, just want to talk about you a little bit. Uh, you have been working on this topic of women and charitable giving throughout your career. Why has this been a passion for you? Oh, gosh. Um, it has been since the mid-90s. I started when I was at Cornell University, and I was given, I didn't even know about it, this role of directing as the staff person for the President's Council of Cornell Women. And I just really noticed how different it was to be amongst committed, passionate women who wanted to definitely lean into the cause they cared about, in this case, their alma mater. But it was it was qualitatively different how they made their decisions and how they did their philanthropy. It wasn't just the dollars, Bill. It was it was all in, I would say. It was they were on committees, they were involved, they were engaged. So that stuck with me. I got trained more on women's philanthropy by Martha Taylor, as you know. Um, and then from there, just always brought it with me to other um, places where I was running the shop and fundraising. There is just an extensive canon of research on right. gender distinctions and charitable giving, uh, the differences that uh, we can see between women and men when it comes to making donations. You know, Kathleen, for our audience who may not be familiar with that research, how might you summarize some of those those key points as we think about women as donors? Sure. So first of all, I want the audience to know it does come from the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. It's the Women's Philanthropy Institute. We've been doing that research now for 10, 12, 15 years, and it's got 150 unique data points that gender does matter. It matters in motivation. It matters in the behaviors. It matters in decision-making. And how that shows up is one example of one report we did in 2021 on household giving. Women are making or influencing 75% of all household philanthropic decisions. Now, mind you, we're making 85% of all the consumer decisions in the household. So we really need to know that with the increase of women's education and earnings, we are seeing that growth in philanthropy. Other ways it shows up is in how single women are outperforming single men, um, how we make our choices based on values, based on leaning into the legacy. I don't mean planned giving legacy. I mean like the, the legacy of what we wanna have happen in the world, the value of how we care, care about our community, the value of how we wanna give back to a cause we care about, whether it's abroad or it's our alma mater. So we make choices, we ask questions, but we also want to partner. So as Jeannie always says, women are giving more, women are giving broadly, and women are giving holistically. And that's a big takeaway, for, I think, from all the 150 data points we've got. 
That is so well summarized. And Kathleen referred to our colleague, Jeannie Sager, who leads the Women's Philanthropy Institute within the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropy. This work in many ways is now culminated. It continues, of course, but now is culminated in a website called Proven Practices. Kathleen, help us understand this website, Proven Practices. Well, as when I got into it, Bill, it was first, really? Women give differently? And then about 10 years ago, even eight, people began to say, okay, I get it. There is a difference, but how do I apply it? So even before proven practices, because I was with the Women's Philanthropy Institute on the advisory council, I saw the need to translate the research into actions, practical actions that fundraisers could take. So that was the book, Gender Matters, A Guide to Growing Women's Philanthropy, published that in 2018. And it literally is a guide. From there, working with lots and lots of clients, small, big, um, we really learned that there are proven practices. There's now a, what I would call a movement of women's philanthropy in the last 10 years. Many, many more institutions have gotten intentional, are providing attention, and have tried the adaptations that actually resonate better with those who identify as women. So we've gathered all of those practices, what works, what didn't work, we share them with each other. And with that, and with one more thing we can talk about in a minute, six principles, mm -hmm. I said to Jeannie, we need to get this out. It shouldn't just be in me, Kathleen Lair, uh, telling people, there should be a way people have access to that. And so that's where the idea, my partnership with WPI uh, turned into proof of practices, this, this really accessible website. Kathleen, who is your primary audience? Is this aimed at fundraisers and their practices as they're reaching out to uh, donors who are women? Or is it for the donors themselves? Is it both? Who's your audience for this website? Really great question. Um, I did create it for the fundraisers. Um, we have lots and lots of ways where donors can educate themselves on their philanthropy, giving circles, growing across the country. Fundraisers needed to recognize that it's not harder to raise money from women, it's just different. And so with small adaptations, they could connect with, approach, ask questions, and be partners to women in ways that resonate and grow their support. So that is truly the audience. That is such a strength of the Women's Philanthropy Institute and all of our work at the School of Philanthropy, including the fundraising school, is translating evidence-based practices into effective fundraising. And Kathleen, I know one way that the Proven Practices website does this is with an assessment. We want fundraisers to go online and, and use the assessment, but what am I gonna find when I get there? What kind of questions are you gonna be asking me and what am I gonna learn? Sure, so it is probably like talking to someone. If I were with you, you'd be getting thought-provoking questions. Is your leadership on board? Do they understand the power and also, to be honest, the data about how women are given? There's also questions about your volunteer leaders. Are they engaged? How are you engaging? How are you inviting them in? There's questions about how you might begin. Have you begun even just reading the literature, the, the research? Have you read the book? Have you talked to peers? Easy ways to lean in to this idea of growing women's support for your cause. So the assessment is really a, an opening. They get a score. 
they walk away with that score saying, oh, I know a lot about the data, but boy, I've not even started talking to my leaders about this. And that score turns into actions, those early beginning actions they can take. And so it helps me know where I'm at, where my organization is in terms of expanding our donor database to be more inclusive of women uh, as donors to our nonprofit. Folks, uh, Kathleen, you know, we're asked all the time, how do I find new donors? How do I grow my donor database? This sounds like a wonderful tool that can help us do that while recognizing the distinctions uh, amongst women as charitable donors. Absolutely. We have so many success stories, Bill, that mm. just by starting, we they, the pipelines are being built by 10, 20, 40 percent more than you expected, because there's a key thing about how women give broadly. We give with our time and our talents. We all know that and our treasure. We talk about those three T's, but then there's three others. There's ties our network, our family. When you get me, you get everyone I'm bringing in with me because I care to share that. And that sharing is called testimony. We're using our voice. We're using our advocacy. Pay attention to this. And all that brings in trust. So when you start being intentional with women, you're gaining so much more than just dollars. You're getting this broad level support. And that pipeline has grown because I'm staying in touch with people who care about IU perhaps, but you may not have been staying in touch and, and, and but you may not be staying in touch with them. So I bring in that network and that network grows the pipeline. Wonderful way to engage with our donors who are women supporting our nonprofit organizations. And Kathleen, you mentioned earlier uh, that the research and the practical application of the research is summarized on the Proven Practices website in these six principles. Can you please help our audience understand you know, the how these six principles are included on the website and how that can help me with my fundraising? Well, let's start with the word principle. Principle is something like we know to be true. Gravity is a principle, et cetera. When I looked across all of the institutions that in the last decade have not only leaned into women's philanthropy, but have been incredibly successful, I noticed that some of them unconsciously and others consciously were doing six things over and over. The first is that they were starting with finding insights. They didn't just say, oh, this institution's doing it, so I'm going to do what they're doing. What are their insights? How are women currently giving to them? What's their data? What's the insight from the research? They took a breath. They took a moment to really not jump in, but to really educate themselves. The second principle, and these are not steps. This, these are all inclusive. A step, second principle is that they really understood the need to ask women and gain their input. I say that slowly because that's so critical. If we knew already how to do women's philanthropy, we'd be doing it. The women are paying attention to us. If we ask them, they're gonna give us ideas, tell us what's not resonating, and to be honest, push us perhaps farther. I find that when you bring women in to be partners in growing your women's philanthropy, they're often bolder, often set goals that are higher. And to be honest, because of the network, hit those goals faster. So the second principle, women's input is key, is critical to how you accelerate your efforts. The third one is what I was said with the six T's, which is you really want to understand you're not designing just for money. You're designing for that broad support that they will bring because that's gonna give you sustainability. And Bill, there were a lot, a lot of programs that started in the 90s, early 2000s, 
for women's philanthropy that died, that went by the wayside because it didn't stay sustainable. It didn't continue. So we now have an understanding of how we design differently. The fourth is a critical, you must have leadership involved. I can't go off on the side of my desk and start a women's philanthropy initiative. It must be integrated. Leaders must understand the power of it and give resources to it. The fifth also is critical, just start. Don't try to make it perfect. Don't try to have it all tied up with a bow. Women want to be part of creating it. So just start and it will evolve, which is the sixth principle. This is growing, becomes a cultural change of including all those historically underrepresented groups. And here we're talking about women. The six principles on the Proven Practices website. The web address is wpiprovenpractices.iupui.edu. And I learned so much from this website, summarizing the, the uh, research that's out there, the assessment that's available, these six uh, principles that we all can learn from both individually and our nonprofit organization overall. And Kathleen, I also want to commend you. The, the website is just, it's highly accessible. You've taken this large amount of research and a practical tool and made it very easy to utilize on the website. So it's not just the content, it's also the easy navigation. I just want to commend you and your colleagues on how, you know, turnkey you've made this for fundraisers and their nonprofit organizations. Well, that's what I found when I worked with lots and lots of clients. I just needed help starting. And we wanted to make it easy for them to go. If their leader says, please find something out. They have a place to go. They have a place to get started. They have something they can share. And then they're on their way because we're, we have so much pressure when we're fundraising. We have little time. If we make it accessible and easy, then more institutions will begin to engage women in ways that resonate. And to be honest, grow the dollars for their bottom line. Could be a fun activity at a staff meeting, could be a fun activity at a board meeting oh, to sure. help get that leadership engaged um, in engaging our donors for our women and increasing their uh, participation and identifying new donors for our nonprofit organization. Kathleen Lair is the principal of Kathleen Lair and Associates, former chair of the Advisory Council of the Women's Philanthropy Institute, but as you can see why uh, we haven't let her get too far away uh, as that formal relationship ended. She's still a highly trusted advisor to the Women's Philanthropy Institute at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Now, the fundraising school has a course taught by my colleague Jeannie Sager on gender distinctions and charitable giving to help us with our fundraising when we are identifying and working with donors who are women. And this content is woven in through all of our 22 public courses that we teach at the fundraising school. Those courses lead to four different certificates, uh, and those courses are in person in eight U.S. cities and online anywhere across the world. Now, we also have custom training. We can take curriculum from those public courses and bring them directly to you and also design new curriculum specifically for your needs. Again, in person or online, anywhere that works best for your situation. We have quarterly webinars, these free podcasts. We also have the textbook, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition, which has a chapter on this topic, of course. And our website is philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. What a delight to talk with a pioneering practitioner in fundraising, Kathleen Lair, on this podcast, produced by Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Sanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.